Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxey. It's your genial host for America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Delighted you're here with me this weekend. You know, every weekend on this station at this time, we take a look at travel from a whole variety of angles. We're going to prove it to you this, this hour and next. They're all meant to entertain you, save you some money when you travel. Today, we're going to take a look at how to immerse yourself in another culture while you're on the road. You know, as I have, you've probably read countless ads for destinations that promise how wonderful the local people are. But how often, honestly, how often do we really meet those locals? We might chat up a cab driver, maybe a hotel desk clerk now and then. But I'm talking about really meeting someone and plugging into their lives, even if you just have a short time. Well, travel writer Frank Burris joins us to discuss ways you can experience the local culture when you're traveling. And if you're a regular listener, you know we check in every now and then on a festival happening somewhere in the world. Well, while looking for a festival would make would be perfect for this weekend, I came across a very odd one that takes place every summer in Missouri, except it happened in June. But it was so odd, or so oddly titled anyway, I wanted to find out more about it. I think you'll find it uh, uh, interesting as well. We'll get to that in just a moment. Then I'm going to take a look at a proposal by the city of New York to add 2,000 new taxi cabs to its streets. Now, at first glance, that might look quite attractive, especially if you've ever tried to hail a cab in Manhattan on a rainy night during rush hour or I don't know, a busy time like just before theater. But my guest, Charles Kamenoff, studies urban transportation, and he has a computer model that suggests this might not be such a swell idea. I think you'll find his rationale most interesting. Then maybe you heard last week about an MIT study that found New York's JFK and Los Angeles's main airport, LAX, were the ideal incubators for disease should a pandemic hit the globe. You know, scientists are saying there is no question there's a pandemic coming. It's going to be a big one. We're going to talk with the author of that report, Ruben Wanis, and learn how the report came to be and what lessons we can draw from it. Like I said, we look at travel a lot of different ways in this show. And at the end of the hour, I'll have a few juicy deals of the week for you, as always. But first, let's take a quick look at some of the news and travel this week. Well, on Friday, American Airlines announced that for a price, it'll go that extra mile, or extra 40 miles, by delivering your luggage to your doorstep after your flight. That's right, you don't have to stop by the carousel. The service begins Monday. For $29.95 for one bag, $39.95 for two, or $49.95 for three to ten bags, the airline will allow you to get off your plane, go about your business, and they'll deliver your bags, or the airline will deliver your bag or bags right to your front door. The service will be offered at about 200 airports in the U.S., and it's got to be ordered when you book your flight. So don't get on the plane and say, hey, can you have that luggage delivered to the door? Too late. Do it when you book your flight. Now, if your delivery address is more than 40 miles from the airport, it'll cost an extra buck a mile, and the service will extend as far as 100 miles from the airport. Now, who might find this useful? Well, if you're in a hurry and don't want to wait around the luggage carousel, you might find this useful, or maybe you don't want to carry heavy luggage around. Maybe you've got your hands full with kids or business. I think, personally, I think it's a terrific idea. But keep in mind, the delivery charge is in addition to the cost of checking your bag on the flight, should you not be an elite member of America's Americans' frequent flyer program, which, of course, allows you a, a free bag or two. 
Well, the Ritz Hotel in Paris is probably most famous in our lifetimes as the hotel that Princess Diana and her boyfriend Dodi Fayed left before dying in a terrible car crash in a Paris tunnel way back in 1997. It's always been one of Paris's top hotels, but it just closed its doors for a two-year renovation. Two years. The hotel was built by famed hotelier Cesar Ritz, and uh, the hotel invites you to follow the progress of that renovation on its website. Or if you want to, and you'll pardon me for this, if you want to put on the Ritz in your own home, you can buy all kinds of hotel-related items from bathrobes to crystal to lamps, all at their website, ritzparisboutique.com. Well, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I'd like to drop in by phone on the occasional local festival somewhere in the world from time to time. And while looking for a candidate this weekend, I stumbled across something called the Testicle Festival, <laughs> Testicle Festival that's held every summer in Olean, Missouri, except it's held in June. Well, that didn't matter to me. I want to see what the heck this was all about, uh, given that it's sponsored by the local JCs and the Future Farmers of America. So I tracked down one of the festival's organizers, Kendall Montevi. Uh, Kendall, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you aboard. Hi, Rudy. How are you, sir? Fine. All right. Let's get down to this. This is a family show, so before anybody starts reaching for the phone, uh, the Testicle Festival celebrates a certain part of uh, a turkey, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. And what is so special about that? Um, uh, we we use the, the people call them mountain oysters. Okay. In certain parts of the country, but it's it's the testicles of the animal. Is, and, that, is what we fry up. And are these tasty things? I've never had one. I'll. Some people love them, some people hate them, and some people will never try them. And how long has this festival been going on? Uh, this next June will be our 20th year. And this involves the JCs and the Future Farmers of America. Future Farmers of America are, of course, kids learning to be farmers, right? Correct. And do they bring their own turkeys in? What, what is their role in this? No, what they do is, is they basically do the breading of the testicles and everything mm-hmm. for us. And then uh, we got some JC members. Uh, there's about four of us that cooked the... Uh, cook the testicles up how do you cook them uh deep fry them deep fry them you know you know there's an enormous movement around the world to use the entire part of an animal uh for food i mean it's called nose to tail eating by some um and you guys were almost two decades ahead of this trend it seems to me oh well it 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 became a joke and then all of a sudden it turned into a festival is how it happened. And it got serious. And how many people might come to uh, Olean, Missouri uh, for this festival each year? Uh, we've had crowds anywhere from 4,000 to 8,000 people. Wow. And uh, you have and, other things going on around the, the festival? Oh, yeah. you got all your vendors and all that other good stuff, arts and crafts and live music, the whole bit. And how do we get to Olean? Um, in state of Missouri, where the state capital is in Jefferson City, go about a oh, half hour west of Jefferson City towards Lake of the Ozarks. Right. And it's right in that area. Are you in the Lake of the Ozarks? Uh, matter of fact, I live about 10 miles away from Lake of the Ozarks. And Mr. Montavi, what do you do for a living? I'm a fish farmer. A fish farmer? What, do you, what, kind, of farm do you, what kind of fish do you farm? Uh, just your normal pond stocking stuff, um, aquarium fish, uh, IOSA fish, stuff like that. Oh, not edible fish. Not oh, edible fish. No, no edible fish. And what is your role in the uh, festival each year? Uh, chairman, co-chairman, president, all that other good titles. Are you a JC? Yes, I am. And the money raised by this festival goes to what? Uh, most of the money, probably 90% of it, goes to Camp Wonderland, which is a handicapped kid in the state of Missouri. All right. Well, that is, I, that is owned by the JCs and and operated by the JCs. 
I see. Well, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Um, um, uh, excuse, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to call you just Kendall. Mr. Mon Montevi, thank you so much for joining us. It's the first testicle festival I've ever heard of, but I applaud, first of all, the folks behind it. I applaud the use of the entire animal, and I applaud uh, the, the Camp for Handicapped Kids that benefits from it. And, and I'll tell you what, Rudy, all the money, nothing is spent on us or nothing. All the money is, it's all donated. Every penny of it is. Well, good for you. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. Have a good day. You too. Kendall Montavi is a JC. He's involved in the annual festival in Olean, Missouri. Mark your calendars now. It's the first weekend of June every year. Coming up, expert advice on how to get involved with the people and places you visit. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. After a lifetime of waiting, Kenneth and Kim had their retirement trip to Italy at last. On their final day in Rome, their guide brought them to the Trevi Fountain and told them the legend. With your back to the fountain, toss coins in the pond. Toss one, and you'll return to Rome. Toss two, you'll fall in love. Toss three, you'll fall in love with Rome. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Come discover the hottest restaurant and nightlife scene in the Mediterranean. Explore recently unearthed treasures of antiquity in a land steeped in history. Shop until you drop in markets both new and old, designer and vintage. Go adventuring by foot, bike, surfboard, or ski, and sample some of the finest wines on earth. Each year, more and more Americans are discovering the unexpected pleasures and the vacations of a lifetime in Israel. To learn more, visit GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com. There's a little bit of Israel in all of us. Come find the Israel in you. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Maxa here for Israeli Tourism. This part of the show is sponsored by Israeli Tourism, this beautiful country known as the Promised Land, the land of the Bible, the Holy Land. Some call it the world's oldest travel destination. Israel is all this, but it's also a 21st century phenomenon. Tel Aviv, the 24-hour city with some of the world's best restaurants. Jerusalem with its ancient shrines, markets, and more. A tiny land with four seas, six microclimates, mountains, gardens, and deserts. Israel is the miracle on the Mediterranean. Come visit. You can learn more at GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. You know, we talk a lot about 
getting involved with locals when we travel. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I often read come-ons for various destinations saying, you know, the people are so friendly. you got to love the people. The people are great. But so many of us never meet the people when we travel, as I said, except maybe a cab driver and your hotel clerk. Minnesota-based journalist uh, uh, Frank Burris is a specialist in meeting the people. I'll tell you a little about how he's done that in the past. He's going to tell us a little about it. I read a fascinating piece by him in a magazine not long ago. Uh, about getting to know folks when you're on the road and how to do it. And I thought he'd be an interesting guest to have the sh on the show, and I'm delighted he could join us. Good morning, Mr. Beerus. Hello. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you. Now, I just I noticed on your website, which is Frank Burris, that's spelled B-U-R-E-S, by the way, frankburris.com, that you and your wife just returned from a, a trip down the west coast of New Zealand, and your blog says you bought the car for next to nothing from another picker in the, in the orchard where you had just finished working. Um, right, right. I guess that's one way to meet the locals, getting a job while you're on the road. Yeah, that certainly is one way to do it, for sure. And and, and that's really actually a, a good way to do it, you know, whether you're working in a an orchard. Uh, there's a lot of places like Australia and New Zealand where you can do that pretty easily. And uh, there's, um, or, or if you're teaching in a school or working in a school, that's another really good way to get kind of integrated into a community and meet people. Now, what kind of time commitment, though, does that require? I mean, somebody on a one-week vacation, would this be a feasible thing to do? Can you drop in for three days to help pick apples in New Zealand? Well, there are programs where you can do that uh, for a couple weeks. Um, you know, it's usually not um, not that easy, but, but there's some of the volunteering-type things are a little more short-term, and you can get some of that same experience that way. How long were you and your wife in New Zealand, for example? Well, we were there for... Um, about three months, and we picked apples oh. for six weeks and then uh, traveled around for another Oh, week. okay, three months. Okay, so can someone arrange something like that before they go to a destination if they're not part of an organized trip that uh, has already organized particular volunteer or work opportunities? Uh, they can, yes. I mean, there's a lot of discussion boards and things like that where you can, where you can find opportunities like that. There's some, some guidebooks for that kind of thing. Um, but uh, another good way is just to sort of show up, like um, a lot of people kind of show up in New Zealand and uh, and they need workers there and, and there's like um, sort of boards where they post needed positions and stuff. That I find that. Fat. Now, could you have some advice for folks who might be going somewhere, let's say to Israel, to uh, Egypt, to Germany, who, who might just be going for a week? How? What? What techniques do you have for meeting more than just the local cab drivers and hotel desk clerks. Right, right, right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, when you travel, it, it is easy to sort of take the path of least resistance and just go to the sites and stay on the main drags and eat at the, the easy restaurants and stuff. But um, it's not. I don't find it's that hard to get off the path. I mean, just as far as, you know, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can just sort of wander around. Um, you can pick kind of a random thing that you, you'd like to find, or if you have some sort of interest or something, you could try to seek people out who have that same interest, uh, you know, whether it's uh, cars or kites or books or, you know, anything like that. I always end up usually in, like, the local bookstore, and uh, which is a great place to sort of meet people and, and just find out what, what people think is important there. So you go to a local bookstore and, and maybe strike up a conversation with a, with a local shopping and, and say and ask what, for example? How do, you, how do you get them to open up? How do you get them to start telling you stuff about their town or their destination and their lives? 
uh, I think one of the main, one of the important things is just, is just uh, a kind of curiosity, you know, and, and uh, curiosity. I, I have done some research into what's called biculturalism, and uh, there's a researcher named Adam Galinsky who's who's found a lot of um, stuff out about how people adapt to different cultures and or don't adapt, and uh, what the benefits of that are. And according to him, you know, one of the one of the things that it's it's largely a mindset, and so it's a mindset of curiosity, you know, on two levels. One is trying to see things, why, trying to figure out why things are the way they are in the place, mm-hmm. and um, then trying to figure out why they are that, or what what's different, and then also why they why they are that way. And so if you if you have that kind of attitude and you really want to know, understand the place, it's it's fairly easy to talk to people and just. It's almost like approaching the place as a journalist, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it probably is. I mean, that's a little bit of an advantage to being a journalist. But but you don't you know, have to be a journalist to be curious. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think everyone who travels is probably somewhat curious in the first place, you know, so it's just a matter of pushing that a little further. My guest is Frank Burris, B-U-R-E-S. I spell his name for you because if you'd like to visit his website and get some ideas about how to travel uh, creatively, it's Frank Burris, B-U-R-E-S. Uh, Frank, something you said triggered a thought I had. You talked about finding someone with common interests, whether it's, you know, I don't know, restoring vintage cars or, you know, collecting, I don't know, airplane decals. Um, Also, if you have a profession, if you're a teacher, if you're an architect, if you're a journalist, if you're, you know, whatever job you work in, a steelmaker, if you're going somewhere where there, there are folks who do that, I don't know that I want to show up announced in an, unannounced in an architect's office and say, tell me all about it, but certainly you can find somebody on the web in your profession. You can write them and say, look, I'm coming to XYZ City. Could I buy you lunch? Tell me about what the, your manufacturing company or, or trade is like in that, in, in, in that country or what, you know, how, you, how you do what I do here. I would think they would find that a fascinating opportunity, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, and and that's not too hard to do. And even if you do arrive in a place and show up, and um, and find someone who works in your profession, that that I think can can be a, a fruitful path. You know, I mean, I usually do that with other journalists. You know, with local journalists, and uh, and that's always really interesting because they know a lot, and and it opens a lot of doors that would otherwise be closed. I, I often find when I'm places, I'm curious. How does how much you know? What is a what is a condominium cost here? What is a two bedroom family home cost here? What is what what is considered a good living here? I I'm interested in sort of economic questions like that, or what you know what industries make this town or region what it is. I maybe I ask those questions because I'm a journalist, but as I said, you don't have to be a journalist to ask those questions, do you? Right. No, you don't. For sure. Uh, and another thing that can help is uh, is language. If you speak the same language as the place, or if you try to learn a little bit of the of the language of the place too, that can open a lot of of doors that, that otherwise wouldn't be wouldn't be open. When you and your wife were picking apples in New Zealand, were there any other foreigners there doing the same? Yeah, there was a lot actually. Well, let me let me let me amend that question, Frank. Were there other travelers doing the same? Yeah. Yes, there were. There were. There was a bunch of people from Europe. I think we were the only Americans. This was a few years ago, and uh, and uh, I'm not really sure what the, the what the situation is now. But but back then they needed a lot of workers, and they were happy to have people, you know, coming through to make a couple dollars to travel. Oh, around. I see. You just posted this on your blog in July, but you were referring to an earlier trip. Right. Exactly. Now, do you remember how you even found out about the opportunity to 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 work in this orchard for a few weeks? 
Yes, I do. Um, I had lived in uh, Tanzania, and one of our neighbors was from New Zealand, and they told us about this, that, that a lot of people did come through and do this kind of near where they lived, and so they invited us to come and, and do it, and so we did. And, um, and uh, you know, that's another nice thing about getting to know people around the world is that you, you sort of develop these networks of people kind of everywhere. Can I, t- can I ask you, we only have about 30 seconds left, how you wound up, wound up living in Tanzania? Yeah, well, I was teaching at a school. I was teaching English there, so. Which, so. which is another great way around the world to uh, certainly insert yourself into the fabric of a local culture. Yeah, I think it's one of the best, actually. Hey, Frank, I thank you for uh, joining us. I hope it gave some of our listeners some ideas about how to maybe branch out a little when they travel next and not just stay in a comfortable uh, sort of uh, touristic zone of talking to service providers. All right, thanks for having me. Frank Burris, you can read his, his uh, postings at frankburris.com, frankburris.com. Uh, Frank is a journalist. He writes a lot about travel, obviously, and uh, I was particularly struck by his piece on on getting to know the local culture and having a little, maybe a little more broader-based vacation than you might otherwise. I I am guilty of having gone to places and left going, wait a minute, what what's it really like there outside of the beach in the hotel. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. It's all travel all the time. We come back, we're going to talk to a man who says, you know, putting 2,000 new cabs on the street of Manhattan may not be a good idea. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Hey, folks, how will you get home if a riot or natural disaster happens while traveling? If you're like me, you'll have membership with On Call International. On the phone is the company's CEO, Mike Kelly. Mike, tell us about this coverage. On Call International's deluxe membership includes all the great benefits of our annual membership, but also covers emergency evacuation due to earthquakes, volcanoes, political riots, military coups, and more. Folks, save 30% off your membership today with the code RMAXA30 at oncallinternational.com. Today my journey to help save people money on car insurance brings me to a shopping mall. Of course, when it comes to shopping for car insurance, most people go to Geico. I mean, with all the discounts they offer, why would you shop anywhere else? There are discounts for complete and defensive driving courses, multi-policy discounts, and discounts for being accident-free. You know, this mall is a real maze. I think I passed that candle store about five times. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com to see how much you could save. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. And this segment of the program is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like political or social unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at OnCallInternational.com or log on to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and check under sponsors. 
All right, here's the situation in New York City. It's often quite easy to get a cab, at least in the borough of Manhattan. But then again, sometimes it's almost impossible to cab right before theater, uh, uh, a rainy winter night during rush hour, a rainy any night during rush hour, frankly, in Manhattan. So New York City is uh, thinking about adding 2,000 more yellow cabs uh, to the to the number of cabs roaming around the boroughs of Manhattan. They say it could raise $1 million by selling selling the medallions that each cab driver has to have. My next guest, Charles Kamenoff, is a mathematical economist and an environmental activist in New York City. And he says, not so fast here. And he's got a computer program that can tell us a little about what would, uh, what might happen should 2,000 cabs be put back on the street in Manhattan. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Uh, good to be here. Now, my first glance, I go, well, what's 2,000 more cars to New York City? Uh, tell me about that. Well, 2,000 more cars uh, would be unnoticeable, but 2,000 more cabs uh, could be a really serious gridlock enhancer uh, in the heart of Manhattan, and that's because each yellow cab travels about 40 times as much or as many miles or as many minutes and hours as a typical car in the heart of Manhattan. So if you add 2,000 yellow cabs, you're going to be strangling traffic really badly. So your point is that cabs are really running 24-7. They hand off from driver to driver all around the clock, whereas your cars are usually coming in for morning rush hour, evening rush hour, running an errand, whatever. They're not on the street 24-7. Exactly. Um, and I, I do have this uh, computer model that crunches all the numbers. And what I expect uh, will happen if uh, the mayor and the governor get their way and there are 2,000 more yellow cabs uh, in the city, and that's uh, in addition to the 13,000 fleet now, uh, is that traffic in the heart of Manhattan is going to slow down by 12%. Uh, so that there's going to be uh, probably about a half a billion dollars a year in extra gridlock costs as a result of those 2,000 additional yellow cabs. But what will it do for folks who want to find cabs more easily? Yeah, it is going to be easier to find a cab because there are going to be more cabs in circulation, and more of those cabs are going to be empty. So the average time to hail a cab is going to go down by about a minute from five minutes now to four minutes. Uh, unfortunately, Six, for 60 seconds? Users, that's well, it, 60 well, seconds? Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> hey, that's, that, that, that's not uh, peanuts, you know, when you're trying to find a cab, and uh, if you're a New Yorker, every second is precious. The problem <laughs> is that the traffic's going to be so much heavier uh, that the minute you save in hailing a cab is going to be used up in your cab trip uh, because those cabs and all traffic are going to be moving more slowly. First of all, I'm just amazed that anybody computes this kind of stuff, Charles. How, uh, who, when, did you wake up one morning and go, wonder if I can make a program that'll show me what subtracting or adding cars uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to New York will, how it will impact the world? Well, I actually woke up about five years ago, uh -huh. um, and I had a, uh, a sponsor uh, to uh, create a computer model that would look at this idea called congestion pricing. Manhattan, and oh, five right. years later, uh, this model is so enormous. If you put the whole, it's just a spreadsheet, but if you put it on a screen, all of it at once, it would probably fill all the electronic billboard space in Times Square. It's huge. Oh my goodness! Let's detour a little. I, I think you've made your point that 2,000 cabs running 24/7 will save people hailing cabs one minute, but it'll it'll. Turn it'll, it'll cost them that same minute once they're in the cab. Right, because travel speeds will decline by 12%, and it could cost $500 million a year in lost productivity. All right, but you, you mentioned uh, the congestion plan. For example, in downtown London, 
if you enter downtown London during business hours, there are readers that will read the, the, the whatever in your, your car, and you're going to get billed a yep. premium for driving in that area of downtown. So that's what congestion pricing is. What? Where is is that still something that's being discussed in big cities in the United States? Why isn't it happening in New York? Um, well, politics, uh, are, you know, are really hard, uh, especially with something that seems like it's going to take something away, a free trip uh, into the heart of Manhattan. But, of course, that trip isn't free. It may be free in terms of dollars, uh, but it's not free in terms of time. And um, there's a pretty diverse group of people that are working on a new congestion pricing plan for New York City, but it's still kind of under the radar and, you know, nothing big to report to you right now. 30 seconds left. If you were emperor of New York, would you, would you put a congestion pricing plan in effect? Well, I would try to put in a different plan uh, that would uh, charge an, uh, an awful lot to drive into the heart of New, of New York City, but would discount uh, the old bridges built by Robert Moses that are at the fringes of New York City. And that's the plan that a bunch of us are working on right now. Fascinating. We're going to check in with you again on that, Charles Komanoff. Thank you very much. You can find out more about what Charles does for a living by going to Komanoff.net. I'm going to spell his last name for you. It's K-O-M as in Mary, A-N as in Nancy, O-F-F, Komanoff, or Komanoff, excuse me, Komanoff.net. He's a mathematical economist, environmental activist in New York City. Charles, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Rudy. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Stick around. We come right back. We're going to talk about, well, how airports might promote and enable a pandemic with another expert. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. Today, my journey to help save people money on car insurance brings me to a shopping mall. Of course, when it comes to shopping for car insurance, most people go to GEICO. I mean, with all the discounts they offer, why would you shop anywhere else? There are discounts for complete and defensive driving courses, multi-policy discounts, and discounts for being accident-free. You know, this mall is a real maze. I think I passed that candle store about five times. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. After a lifetime of waiting, Kenneth and Kim had their retirement trip to Italy at last. On their final day in Rome, their guide brought them to the Trevi Fountain and told them the legend. With your back to the fountain, toss coins in the pond. Toss one, and you'll return to Rome. Toss two, you'll fall in love. Toss three, you'll fall in love with Rome. 
For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Come discover the hottest restaurant and nightlife scene in the Mediterranean. Explore recently unearthed treasures of antiquity in a land steeped in history. Shop until you drop in markets both new and old, designer and vintage. Go adventuring by foot, bike, surfboard, or ski and sample some of the finest wines on earth. Each year, more and more Americans are discovering the unexpected pleasures and the vacations of a lifetime in Israel. To learn more, visit GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com. There's a little bit of Israel in all of us. Come find the Israel in you. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bath, big or small. Whatever your home improvement need, log on to HomeBuild411.ServiceMagic.com. ServiceMagic is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Go to HomeBuild411.ServiceMagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. Visit HomeBuild411.ServiceMagic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. And this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Travel Guard. It's a chartist company and a worldwide leader in travel insurance. Travel Guard provides products and services to millions of travelers around the globe and helps leisure and business travelers alike solve problems and manage risks. And right now, if you visit TravelGuard.com forward slash stories, you can read the newest story in a series of true travel tales and be eligible for a chance to win a new Kindle. Every year, Travel Guard receives thousands of stories from its travelers about their experiences. In this one, a couple celebrates their retirement with a trip to Italy. And upon learning about the legend of the Trevi Fountain, their trip takes an unpredictable turn in Rome. You can find out the true ending to the story and earn a chance to win a Kindle by going to TravelGuard.com forward slash stories. Recently, this story hit the news, and I know it certainly perked up a lot of ears of people who travel through New York or Los Angeles. It was that New York's JFK Airport and Los Angeles's major international airport, known as LAX, are the two top airports in this country that, if there was a pandemic somewhere in the world, would really help spread it. Um, the author of the paper from MIT that did this study is joining me. His name is Ruben Juanez. He is an associate professor at MIT. He's an earth scientist, and as I said, he's an author of a paper on how airports might promote a pandemic. And I wanted to talk to the guy, go right to the source. Uh, Mr. Juanez, thank you for joining us. Yes, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I know you're on vacation up in, are you up in the Adirondacks? Uh, actually, I'm not on vacation, but I'm at, uh, I'm at home in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, okay, Cambridge. Okay, it sounded like you were far away on a cell phone. <laughs> now, how how did this study come up? Who, uh, how did this all begin? Yes, well, so this is really a collaboration between two groups. Uh, my research group, we spend most of our time studying how fluids flow underground, and uh, one of the areas that we've uh, investigated is how contaminants spread through fracture networks. And in that type of work, it is... Um, very important to determine the spatial spread and the rate at which those contaminants spread through the intersection between these fractures. You, you're calling, um, you, you call these, these places where these things spread fracture networks? Fracture networks, yeah. These are, these are networks formed by fractures underground, which are interconnected. And um, 
we teamed up with, with uh, Professor Marta Gonzalez, also from MIT, in the same department uh, as me, and uh, her expertise is in human mobility, uh, how, how humans uh, move, what are their uh, travel patterns, and, um, and so on. So we, uh, what we did was say combine sort of these two different backgrounds, these two different approaches, to try to better understand how diseases spread spatially in the event of an outbreak. All right, and this could be an outbreak anywhere in the world? Yes, yeah, so really what we looked at was uh, not the risk of any particular airport, but the potential of various airports to spreading the disease aggressively during the early stages of that uh, contagion process. And LAX and JFK came out on top because? Well, so what we found is through detailed numerical simulations was that uh, those uh, results, the potential for uh, airports, the various airports, to spread a uh, contagion process was determined by three main factors, the overall traffic and the overall connectivity. That uh, comes really as no surprise. But um, there were two elements that were crucial, and one was the uh, existence of long-range travel. Uh, what is the average uh, uh, distance for each of those connections, and not just connectivity, but uh, connectivity to other airports that are themselves well-connected. So this notion of uh, you are a good spreader if your neighbor is a good spreader was very much part of our analysis or the way in which we rationalized the simulation results. All right, so it had nothing to do with the architectural uh, design of the airport, with the general cleanliness of the airport. It had to do with how many people pass through and how far they're coming from and even how big and uh, uh, their connecting airports might be. Am I understanding correctly? That's exactly right. So we didn't really look at uh, many other epidemiological factors like um, cleanliness or, 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 or the potential origin of, of an outbreak. What we determined was where an outbreak to occur at the population that is mainly serviced by one of the airports. We studied the major airports in the U.S. Um, how aggressively would that uh, outbreak travel outwards? Ruben, is there a URL, a website address that someone can look at this report more uh, in more depth? Yes. Uh, so this is uh, in open access. We published this in a journal called PLOS One. And it is in open access. Anyone can access it. I will link to that on my Facebook page in case uh, the music underlying your voice uh, disturbed uh, some people from hearing it. Uh, Ruben Juanes, thank you for so much for joining us and explaining. We'll be right Rudy back. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's about 52 minutes after the hour. You know, uh, our announcer gives out the toll-free number that you can call me on if you have a travel question or a comment. 
Let me explain if you're a new listener. This show broadcasts live between 10 and noon Eastern Time every Saturday. But many of our stations time shift the show to later on Saturday or even on Sunday. No problem. No problem. We do this as a weekend show. Um, But if you call in, you will get a recording. You'll hear my voice inviting you to leave your comment or message. And if it's something that requires a response from me or you'd like a response from me, feel free to leave your name, number, um, and what might be a good time to call you. If you don't mind telling me your time zone, that'll prevent me from waking you up too early in the morning or bothering you too late at night. Uh, You can also write me if that's easier. Just write Rudy, R-U-D-Y, at Rudy Maxa. Maxa is Max with an A on the end, M-A-X-A. Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Drop us a note. I get lots of emails every week from folks with uh, ideas for guests and shows and and questions, and occasionally we'll uh, have a have a listener on the air if, if, if the question and, and answer might be of use to a wider audience. I do not plan trips. I can't tell you the best things you should do with kids in the your four-city tour of Europe. I simply don't have time to do that. And I'm not a travel agent. I have a lot of people calling me up saying, what's the cheapest ticket to Zanzibar? Can you buy it for me? No, I can't. So you write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com if you've got a question about the show, an idea for a topic. Uh, remark on something you've heard on the air that you think uh, I, you wouldn't mind my passing along or you wouldn't mind talking about. And if you're really bored, you can go on down to Cocoa Beach, Florida, where the Faulty Towers Motel, yes, there's actually a motel in Cocoa Beach, Florida, called Faulty Towers, that has just rebranded itself as a clothing-optional resort. It's a bid to revive its sagging fortunes, according to the article I read this week. Um, apparently, business was quite off, and and according to Florida Today, uh, the owner of this uh, Faulty Towers Motel decided, well, I'll just turn it around into a clothing optional resort. And some of the locals did protest, but uh, the city said, hey, it's his private property. He can do whatever he wants. And he says business is on the upswing. So there you go. I can't even believe there's a place called the Faulty Towers Resort. It's a motel in Cocoa Beach, Florida, let alone the other part. Um, got some deals of the week for you. Let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? Well, here's a... This is sort of an unusual one. Oh, there's the cash register. I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah. That's how we know it's deal of the week time. You've probably heard of the Unclaimed Baggage Center. Now, this is a place in Scottsboro, Alabama, where airlines send all the luggage that goes missing and nobody ever claims. Now, each airline has its own policy on how long it holds on to something. Each airline varies in its diligence in trying to return lost items to people. Some some airlines, you know, look everywhere in the suitcase for a card or anything that would indicate who this suitcase belongs to if you haven't been thoughtful, careful enough to put your name and contact information on a, a luggage tag on the bag. It will eventually maybe wind up at the unclaimed baggage center. The unclaimed baggage center then puts all this stuff on sale, and I mean stuff. There is every well, there's everything somebody might carry on a trip and more that you can't even think of, from skis to computers to PDAs to all kinds of clothes, obviously, to jewelry. Uh, they put it on, on sale at uh, Unclaimed Baggage. You can look for more details at unclaimedbaggage.com. Anyway, if you happen to live near Scottsboro, Alabama, this is a tax holiday weekend on most items in Alabama. So if you're out and about Scottsboro, August 3rd and 4th, uh, uh, or this weekend, I should say, um, you'll save on taxes if you go to unclaimedbaggage.com and buy somebody else's lost stuff. Any of the nine Marriott and Renaissance Caribbean and Mexico resorts are putting on what they call a 100% chance of savings event. Those are good odds, 100% chance of savings. 
Uh, rates are as low as $84 to $190 per room, not per person, per room, $84 to $199 per night. August 15th, so that's, what, about eh, a week from now, a little more than a week from now, August 15th through December 15th, the uh, Marriott and Renaissance has a couple of hotels in Aruba. I think one is a Marriott, one is a Renaissance, as well as in Cancun, one Marriott, one Renaissance. Then properties in Puerto Vallarta, uh, Curacao, the Grand Caymans, and St. Kitts. So those are your nine, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, that's nine, nine hotels. Uh, 100% chance of savings event. The promotion code you need to, new, need to know is the letter X and the number 32, X32. Now, I'll give you the website. It's fairly long, but it's, you know, if, if you can write it down. It's paradisebymarriott.com, okay, paradisebymarriott.com forward slash, then there's a hyphen between all these words, 100% chance of savings. So it's paradisebymarriott.com forward slash 100 dash percent dash chance dash of dash savings. Promotion code X32. All right. And down in Buenos Aires is a beautiful, beautiful hotel called the Algodon Mansion. It's uh, got 10 luxurious suites in a re recently renovated Bella Polk Mansion. Rooms generally start for about $600 a night. Um, but you're, they're going to give you a third night free if you stay three nights at the Algodon Mansion. So you're saving one-third if you book by September 15th. So if you've got any Buenos Aires Argentina plans and you really want to live large, not bad. So 1800 one-third off. Uh, so you're paying, yeah, not bad. Not bad. That's pretty good. All right. We're coming to the end of the first hour. If your station is leaving us, I'll see you here again next weekend. I do hope if your station's uh, taking our second hour, as most of our stations do, we're going to take about a six-minute break for news and messages. I'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world. Oh, got a full menu coming up. Stick around. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.